And now, the Minnesota Rundown, presented by 10,000 Takes. Good evening, Minnesota. We are back for another episode of the Minnesota Rundown, presented by 10,000 Takes. My name is Jack Leverance. I'm Jake. I'm Jake. Oh, whoa. I'm sorry. I'm just excited today. Baba. And Baba. You know, um, we're going to start this thing off a little differently. You know, how, how's everyone's Monday going so far? You know, Monday is supposed to be the shittiest day of the week. Uh, but how are you guys feeling about it? I'm feeling good about it. You know, I had a accounting assignment due at, like at 11 a.m. this morning, and I was working all weekend at it, so I don't really have much homework this week. So I'm feeling good. Must be a huge sigh of relief there. I, had, I, I did not want to – this was just a Monday where I was just like – I had like Friday off, so whenever I have like a three-day weekend and it's just so much harder, people say, oh, well, you were able to like relieve some stress and not have to go to work for three days. Well, no, it just makes it tougher, so I did not want to uh, um, work today, but I worked from home, so it was a little nicer than usual, but Alex would say that that's not that's a That's white-collar problems. Yeah, <laughs> First, yeah white-collar problems right there, I guess. Bubba, how was your Monday? It was grand. Great, grand, wonderful. It was a good Monday. I actually had the wonderful opportunity of giving someone the middle finger on uh, 494 today because she cut me off and tried to act like it was my fault. So yeah. a little bit of road rage to fire me up. You know, it's just it's just what I needed for the rundown, though. So yeah, I really like how um, how gender um, inclusive you are. She was a woman, but you still flicked her off just like if she was a man. Exactly. You know, I got to treat them all the same, for sure. All the different genders get the same treatment for me. Oh, with that, let's dive into our first team of the night, the Minnesota Vikings. They beat the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Detroit led, as Jake Bringold would say, 42-30. Uh, to 30. Uh, Cousins went 24 for 34, 337 yards and four TDs. I mean, is that 84 million starting to look, you know, a little more realistic? It's coming into fruition. It's coming into oh, fruition. Bubba, Bubba, what do you have on it? I know you're super passionate about it. Look, uh, you know, I, I want, I was happy, okay? I'm starting to kind of come around to this fucking guy, but uh, I, it's just, I want him to be, I, I, like I said, I, I think Detroit didn't get enough credit. I think they have a good defensive team, no matter what the stats say. But uh, they did have a ton of injuries yesterday, the Detroit Lions, and it does it. I think Kirk played the way he should have, and I, it was a fabulous game. That's all I'm gonna say. Kirk, he just he needs to keep playing mad. Um, did you see him at the end of the game screaming at the Lions, screaming at his own O line? I mean that. That's Kirk Cousins fired up, and we need him playing like that. Because when he's playing like that, he's dropping dimes to Stefan Diggs with two minutes left to seal the game. Yeah, that, that was an excellent way to end the game. I thought they were just going to play conservative, play get you know, force the Lions to you know, uh, call another timeout, and you know, then you have they throw out the entire defense by throwing that play action play out there, and uh, Cousins did a great job getting the ball to Diggs, and that really that just that sealed the game. I was concerned in that game, and this goes back to I yeah Kirk Kirk's looking better now. Um, I, I really don't think his eighty four million dollar contract is gonna be worth it until he, he wins a damn Super Bowl or anything like that. But uh, 
It's um, I, I was a little concerned about the defensive play because it looked like they were just, I don't know. They, I felt like they should have. The Lions have a good team. I mean, with Matthew Stafford, he's a veteran quarterback. He's an experienced season quarterback. But there were just like stupid plays that they that they allowed them to get downfield on that I thought they should have stopped them. Like stupid penalties. You know, Xavier Rhodes struggled a little bit in that game. Trey oh, really? Wade struggled. Yeah, a lot of it. I should Rhodes, say. Rhodes were wide open. All game that yeah. he's making like what thirteen million dollars the next yeah. two years. This is this is he was really guarding cool. that. He was guarding Marvin Jones Jr. who dropped like four TDs, right? Maybe Trey Wayne's on one of those, but I think it was yeah. Rhodes mostly on the whole day. Yeah, I mean, I think actually he caught. I mean, uh, I think two were against Rhodes and two were against other CDs, but still, Rhodes was absolutely horrible all game. Yeah, he's yeah. he's slowing down for sure. Yeah, I'm concerned. Like you can tell he's getting beat because if he has to hold on to the player, I know that. You know, you're going to get handsy. You know, there's going to be some contact. You know, it's a game of football. I think Alex would agree. <laughs> uh, but he – what? Are you, what? But, but still, you can't – he seemed to – he was he was holding – it's like he was getting beat. So, it's like he had to go down to la, do his last resort and hold the player in the route. And it's like you can't be doing that, man. Like, going forward, you're going to be playing some faster offenses. The schedule is going to get even tougher. I mean, we're playing Washington on Thursday. I mean, give me a break. But – um, you know, when you come back and we have to play the Bears again and the Packers again and have to win these key games down the stretch, um, you know, he has to be on top of his game and make sure he's guarding these guys and not committing stupid penalties that extend drives for these offenses. And I'm, I'm super excited, too, for actually their upcoming schedule because they do play Washington this Thursday. That's an extremely yeah. winnable game. I think the Vikings already are like 17 or 16-point favorites. Um there is one concern, though, because do you remember last year? I think we played Buffalo Bills, and then one of our star players, Everson Griffin, like right before the game, he went out, and all of a sudden, for some reason, the whole team just didn't show up, and they got, you know, destroyed against Yeah, them. I know. Last year. 21 zip at half. Yeah, That's it was. I, I remember Vikings fans melting down at halftime. It was absolutely hilarious, actually. <laughs> but, I think, like, think Buffalo, yeah. No, keep going. I think Bubba would be happy if Washington came in and won too, because his fa- all-time favorite quarterback is uh, is is behind center for the Redskins. Look, okay, I think Washington. I'm coming home. I'm coming. I think home. Washington has a, a lot more motivation. One being, I think it was last year or this year. Adrian Peterson also did say he could rush over 200 yards on this defense. So, and I'm not just saying Case is going to be motivated. Obviously, he's going to be motivated, but I don't. Uh, I don't think AP is going to do that. I just think it was all talk. Although I do think he will be motivated as with Case Keenum. Here's the thing, though. No one on that team should be motivated. They should be trying to tank for the draft pick at this point. I know. They should. I'm, why aren't they trading um, that Trent Williams, that left tackle? Like, 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 he doesn't trust Washington. They're one six. He's like an all pro. And they're not going to trade him. Like the Vikings could use him. Give him like, roads for him would be perfect, for example. So I'm not sure what they're doing over there in Washington. This is a very easy game for the Vikings. It should be an easy W. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. Now yep. moving on to the Minnesota Twins. We don't have much to talk about here, but there is something to talk about. Just a quick salute to the Twins mascot, uh, the former TC the Bear. The same guy was under that helmet or that that hat for 20 years. So this will be his first season in 20 years that that uh, the same guy will not be doing it. You know, I, I think mascots deserve so much more credit than they're given. I, I wrote I wrote about it in the blog, but you think about it, 
mascots are just magnets for screaming children and drunk dads. You know, like, and and they have to they have to do all these. They got to run up and down the stairs. They got to run around with the t-shirt gun. They're in the fucking helmet that's probably 130 degrees. And and they got to do this for sometimes seven eight months out of the year. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like I feel like he deserves a massive round of applause for making it that long without getting caught and drunk in the suit or just swearing or you know throwing a kid across the stadium. You know, I don't. I'd be me if I if I was a mascot. I'd have enough patience to last me about three games before I'd just be like, screw this. Well, one thing that's crazy to me, too, is that he did it for 20 years. So the pictures that I see of the bear when I was six and I, when I was eight, it's the same dude. So it's crazy. Yeah. I never knew that at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, know. I was, I was when, I, when I was looking at them, like the same guy when I went to the like my first Twins game and I was like four or five. I'm like, this was the same dude. Like, how do you do it for that long and do it that many kids over that period of a time? But uh, just, I have a, just period, a veteran. Like, oh. What a class act. I mean, he should be inducted to the Twins Hall of Fame for that. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. I think this guy needs to be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Why not? Dude, this guy signed up for this fucking job. Why? why? I mean, come on. Why don't they put me into the but, Hall of Fame at places where I work? But, I mean, I but signed up for it. Alex, have you worked anywhere for 20 years? No, but he signed days? up for it. Case closed. Yeah, but even sign up for him, people give you recognition out of twenty years of work. That's a long well, time. If, you still, know, if, still if a marine, if someone signed up for the Marines and then they save a bunch of lives, I'm not going to be like, well, he's not a hero because he signed up for it. You just signed up for it. Yeah, fuck you, Bubba. TC is the man. He needs to go in the Hall of Fame. He needs to go to the. He know he needs to go to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. Come on, Alex. Come on, Bubba. You need to come on. I don't know what you're talking what about. Give this guy some here. credit. I'm a pessimist or whatever you say. I'm a I'm a pessimist. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. You're a perkist. The other thing the other thing I want to talk about is how there's talks about trying to merge the Saint Paul Saints into the twins yeah. organization. I would I would personally love that. Bring bring one of our minor league teams closer to home, you know. Yeah, it'd be awesome to have the AAA team right here in Minneapolis, or I mean, St. Paul, I mean, but like, you know, right next to Minneapolis. Right. Uh, any lake county, you wouldn't have to worry about players traveling if you needed to call them up for an injury or for, you know, an emergency purpose. So that would be awesome if we could get it done. But um, do you know how likely that is at all, Jack? I know that there are. There are definitely people on both sides. There are some people that are really for it, some that are really against it. I think the talks just kind of started now, so that's where it's at right now. Um, I actually just saw something about the news on it about an hour ago, so I think it's I think it's just more of in like idea stages. But I'll I'll be definitely uh, keeping you guys updated with where it goes. Um, and now let's yeah, move I- into the Gophers, Jake. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of uh, points to be taken about this. Uh, well. I'm going to try to, you know, shorten the segment as much as possible because it's not just football now. We're into the hockey season, so I'm going to try to hit on both uh, both teams here. But first of all, let's start with the Gopher football team. Of course, they defeated Rutgers 42-7 to on Saturday. They are now 7-0, and and they are 7-0 and for the first time since 1960. That That is insane. I, I just think that that's awesome. I, I, I know they've had a very uh, friendly schedule, but to still be able to do that with that schedule is 
is impressive because we're a team that literally just maybe fits in with the Illinois and Nebraska's and or at least Illinois and Purdue. We fit in with them, you know, kind of in the bottom feeders of the Big Ten for so many years that maybe we have now established at least this year we're above them a little bit. So I'm just happy we are still taking advantage of the schedule we have been blessed with. But I mean, I think the biggest storyline of the game um, is not so much that we we elevated to first place in the West because Illinois <laughs> lost or defeated Wisconsin in Champaign. That was freaking awesome. I love that. And because of that, now with the Gophers win, they moved to first place in the West, have a game, one game lead on Wisconsin. And Wisconsin even plays Ohio State this weekend in Columbus. So that'll be, so tough. That'll, the, be uh, tough. that'll be a tough game. We can beat Maryland. We'll have two games up on them, but I mean, still a long season. But I think the biggest storyline is that, you know, uh, I mean, it's been talked about all, all over the place is, you know, four-time cancer survivor Casey O'Brien came into the game. I think that was awesome. I uh, Just for uh, to put him in there, I, I had a feeling it was going to happen be, just because we were up by so much. You know, it really can't hurt to put in a guy that hasn't played that much to bring him in later in the game. And I just thought the reaction he had and the way P.J. Fleck was hugging him, uh, you know, after he came out there and successfully held a good ball and they kicked it right through the uprights. He did that three times in that game. I thought that was awesome. I, I don't know. What are, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I, th- I thought it was absolutely awesome. I mean, you could – I really hope – because so many people call P.J. Fleck selfish all the time. People say – I know. He's I hear all by himself. The very first thing Casey did when he was done holding the, you know, the kickoff there, holding the extra point, was he went right up to, you know, PJ and he gave him a huge hug. You know, that was unprovoked. He didn't have to do that. That's the person he wanted to go to. That was the person he wanted to thank. And PJ really cares about his players. I just really hope it just stops the PJ's a bad guy, PJ's selfish narrative. I, I'm sick of that. Yeah, yeah I, I, got, so I got a little choked yeah. up watching it myself. Yeah, yeah I, I hear – I know it was awesome and – I always hear, especially especially Wisconsin people I talk to, he's just a dick. He's all for himself, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I disagree with some of his antics and some of like the slogan-based football that he brings in here. But I think he's a, I just think he's a high-energy guy that, you know, genuinely does care for people. He does a lot for the community. I just think he's a high-energy guy with a lot of confidence. And I think people take that as, oh, he's just a cocky douchebag. But it's like, can't someone just be confident and also, you know, be able to care for other people? But people can't seem to handle that. That's that's what I think. That's what I think it is, honestly. I don't know. Might be a sense of jealousy as well. Bubba well, uh, uh, himself, he's not a PJ fan in the slightest. And yeah. uh, it's a brand new show that is going to premiere every Friday, the Bubba Run, the Bubba Breakdown. Uh, he actually talked about it. And uh, so, what do you think about all this, Bubba? Yeah, as I said, you know, I'm not the biggest PJ guy, but uh, uh, I've. I've had some personal stuff with cancer and I thought it was a really cool moment. And, you know, it showed when he was crying and it showed that he truly cared. And I thought it was a class act move and it was pretty awesome. So, yeah, I think that was just the biggest storyline of the game. But I mean, as far as the rest of the game goes, I think another big storyline was that, uh, you know, senior wide receiver, uh, Tyler Johnson, he set a school record with his 12th career, hundred yard receiving game. And he had 130 yards in that game with one touchdown. He has just been looking spectacular, and there's still more of a season to go. So I'm 
really curious to see how he, you know, finishes off the season. And Morgan, Tanner Morgan, look, didn't look like himself in that first half. If any of you watched the game or they're tuning in, he wasn't hitting throws. He was throwing off his back, but looked troubled. But he came out in the second half looking like the Morgan we all see, we all, we've all known. So looked better. He finished the game with 245 yards, two touchdowns. Ronnie Smith had another good day, 111 yards rushing, um, two touchdowns. Ibrahim had one touchdown and 62 yards. Um, Rashad Bateman had an outstanding one-handed catch. Um, it was full Odell Beckham on one yeah, play. Yeah, that was sweet. <laughs> he even had a pass interference called against him. Like you had one arm being held down, and he still went up like as he's walking, tre- treading backwards, extends his arm up, catches the ball. Like this guy, he's only a sophomore, redshirt sophomore, or whatever. So he's, I'm excited to see where he's going to go in the next few few years with this, the next couple years with this team, but. And then the top of that, the defense only allowed 48 passing yards. I mean, Rutgers is, does not have – they're on the third-string quarterback, but still, like, they had a great game defensively, three interceptions. Um, and uh, they had eight tackles for a loss. The only thing and, – and, Bubba, you you played you, you played under – you played center for this guy, Kamal Martin. He was quarterback uh, at your high school at, in Burnsville, and he went out with an injury, and he's one of our better linebackers right now. So that was a little concerning. Um that kind of sucks. He's been having a really, really good year. Everyone's been talking about him. As soon as he got hurt, everyone on Twitter was freaking out. So he's really, really a big key to this Minnesota Gophers defense. Yeah, the two previous games, I think he led the team in tackles. You know, he's been doing a great job getting some tackles for a loss. He's been doing a great job. But with that win now for the Gophers, they've now won nine straight, dating back to last year, which is their longest win streak since 1941, 1942 season. So um, that's, that's just... Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's a ways back. That's, that's, that's. I mean, I know I know. Alex is laughing because you're like, oh, it's an easy schedule. Yeah, but still, it's it's still a spectacular feat within itself. Like, it's awesome. But now they take on Maryland next week, and it's, uh, and they're struggling. They're 3-4. and four. I think they're 1-3 and three in conference play. Um, they're going to fucking lose to Maryland. But, Shut up. But, but, yeah, they haven't been that great. You know, you, you can get into it. I'm, I'll have a game preview out, you know, hopefully within the next few days. Kind of discuss Gophers are 3-1 and one against Maryland. Um, the last two years they've lost to them, so we'll see. I mean, any any you guys have any final thoughts on the football game before I go into just briefly about the hockey series this weekend? No, I just think uh, with Wisconsin playing Ohio State and the Gophers playing Maryland, I think it's just another good chance to maybe get a leap ahead. But, yeah, go Gophers. Go go, but then, yeah, Sky Yuma, row the boat. Sky but now Yuma, um, row the boat. But also pride on ice because it's also go for hockey season right now. Um, they swept the Niagara University over the weekend. So I mean, come on, Niagara University, what do freaking do? But but they did not get a, and and Bob Mosco hit on this after the game, and they did not get a sweep till like mid January last season. So for them doing the second week of the season. Should be what Minnesota should be doing. I mean, they shouldn't be halfway through the season until they get a freaking sweep, and they did that this weekend. But they struggled in that game one, went to overtime. Um, but Sammy Walker came up big for the Gophers with a goal 46 seconds into the uh, into the overtime session. So that was a big goal for him. Um, but the Gophers came back stronger in game two, a Saturday night, won four to two. Um, allowed a goal in the opening minute, so uh, to Niagara. But then they ended up going on to scoring the. Four of the game's next five goals, um, winning that one four to two. But I think what's interesting about this team, though, is the goalie situation. Uh, they've used now two goalies. Um, 
in all four games. Uh, Jack Lamfontaine, he's a junior transfer. He, he got the start Friday night, got, getting his first win for uh, for the Gophers as, as a Gopher because he lost last week in his first start. He had 25 saves on t- 27 shots. And then J- for, true freshman Jeremy Moe is now 2-0 as a, as a Gopher as he won their first game of the season um, last Saturday. I mean, now he had he had 20, 20 saves on 22 shots. So right now they're kind of using a two-goalie system, which is interesting. Um, but I think it's working for now. I mean, it's really hard to, I think, for Moscow to decide between either one of them right now because they're both playing solid. But um, they're starting 3-1. and one, have now won eight of the last 10 games dating back to last year. So I definitely have a little more, I guess, sense of optimism out of this team than last year. But there's still a lot of questions. This team's still really young. Uh, I just hope that they can – come out strong against when they play the defending national champs next week, uh, the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. So it's a any moment concern, of series. Any concern with them going to overtime with Niagara? A little bit because I think they, they um, the game was actually scoreless, um, I think, almost going into the – or yeah, the game was almost scoreless going almost into the final minute of the second period when Niagara scored. So it was one nothing. They were playing awful – Against them, it wasn't like, come on, guys. And then they actually scored two quick goals within a mi- about a minute minute of each other, like five minutes into the third period. Um, and then, of course, Niagara tied it up, forced overtime. You know, it's a little concerning because they look slow out there against a slower Niagara, which I think is a slow Niagara team. But then they seem to respond back and answer back properly, I think, the next night. Um, so we'll have to see. I think we'll really see how good this team really is and see how much of an improvement they are from last season um, when they – they take on UMD this weekend. We'll we'll really see how much how concerning I guess that overtime win was. All right. So. Well, let's let's move on to a hockey team that isn't out there sweeping in series. The Minnesota Wild. Zane, take it away. Well, fortunately, the Minnesota Wild got their second one of the season last night against uh, the Montreal Canadiens by a score of four to three. We had goals from Fulino, Hunt, and Crazy. Um, there were, good, there were good things and bad things about this game. Uh, some of the bad things was the Wild are still just falling asleep and giving up like a bunch of goals in a short period of time. Yesterday, they allowed two goals within 16 seconds of each other, which is absolutely horrible. Just it's the same trend that's been going on since the first game of the year. So they really need to get that figured out if they're going to continue moving on and continue winning a few games uh, going on. Uh, there's a few players I want to highlight, um, Brad Hunt, he's played eight games this year. He's a defenseman. He's only making $700,000 this year, and he's leading the Minnesota Wild in points with five points in eight games. Another goal last night. Um, so I know it's not good that a defenseman is leading uh, the Wild in scoring right now, but I mean, this is a guy who we weren't expecting to do this, and he's performing absolutely amazing right now. Devin Kuznick also got his first point of the season last night, so he's now 1-5 with a 418 goals against average. Just still... Pretty, pretty poor. Um, Jake, what do you think of the game last night? Yeah, I, I think you hit on when they, uh, w- you know, that they're giving up a lot of goals in a short amount of time. I thought it was funny because as soon as when Montreal tied up the game, Wes Walls, the color guy, was talking on the TV about, well, let's see how they respond here because they've been giving up a lot of goals within a short amount of time. And as he's talking about, they went down and scored again on just a, a bad I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, what the hell? We're going to, and it looked like, I thought, oh no, we're just going to lose this game 5-1. But I, I was pleasantly surprised how well they responded. There was definitely some negatives in that game, but they they responded really well. They, they I think they dug down mentally and 
forced them and, and didn't give up more than that two goals in, in more than 16 seconds. I think a lot of games they gave up three or even four goals in short amount of time. And I, I especially and Alex would be would be proud. Felino got that huge goal at the near the end of the second period, I think it was. And then I love that. I love and they looked really well in the third period. They're looking like, you know, a wild team that that sh- they had some of the leaders guys stepping up like we've been talking about. And if they can continue that and build, string together some wins, I mean, there's this game can have us give us a sense of sense of optimism. But that Parisi goal at the end of the game was awesome. I thought that was a great pass from Zucker, and the leaders are stepping up now. They at least stepped up in that game. So that was an amazing pass. A uh, great finish by Parisi. Hopefully, the team can keep it going because uh, they are two and six to start the year. So let's say if they go on like a five loss streak, Bruce is gone and the rebuild starts. Right. So it's pretty imperative to win two games in your next seven, which isn't that much, but maybe for this wild team, that's a pretty big ask. Yeah, I think it's, I think they could, you know, and, and I'm thinking here, if they can continue this, especially since they're playing at home a lot here in these next few games is, you know, it's, it's, it could be, if they take the momentum from last game, they could string together, you know, three or four wins and then lose a couple and then string maybe a couple more wins. I think that's thinking maybe a little too much of this team right now, but that's, that's doable. And that's how you get back into the season this early. Um, even though they're two and six, that's how you get, back into things and i definitely see how they played on sunday that they could string together you know a couple wins here here and there and then slowly get their way back but it, it's still hard to say with how this team is played yep, uh, tuesday october 22nd the minnesota wild take on connor mcjesus and the edmonton oilers so uh, let's see how they can handle the best player in the league and uh i'm just crossing my fingers that we're not gonna get destroyed not expecting a win tomorrow but fingers crossed for the we'll best but baba do you have any thoughts on the, the game yesterday in felino no, I wasn't. Unfortunately, didn't catch it. But oh wait, look, I, it. I think this team is done. Okay, <laughs> they need to just blow it up and start all over. It's. I'm it's, not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm on that side too. I'm kind of asking myself why they're still trying to score goals. <laughs> well, I was going to say this, uh, St. Louis Blues were in last place in December of last year in the NHL, and they end up winning the Stanley Cup. And just like the minute everyone's freaking out after four games for the Minnesota Vikings, right? And now look at it. So I'm just saying we are only eight games in now, right? So I'm let's give it a little bit more time. Let's give it five, six more games before we're completely abandoning all hope. Exactly. Aban- that's you make it, but abandoning all hope because you never know. They could string together a few wins here and there, but or they could lose. As, as, a lot fan, as a Minnesota fan, I already have low hope for the teams anyway. So yes. whatever. Yes. But More it's of not damage all... control, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, well, awesome. Thanks, Zane. Hope you guys all tune into that game. What is that tomorrow against the Oilers? Yep, tomorrow at 7 p.m. All right. Tuesday. The Connor Jesus doesn't drop a hat trick on us, but you know, I also wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Uh, and now we're gonna move into our soccer team. Again, gonna introduce a new writer, Zach Feast. Uh, unfortunately, I decided to bring him on the day. Okay, so the night that the Loons lost in the playoffs against the Galaxy was the time I decided to bring him on. Shows how much I actually pay attention to soccer. But uh, I, I believe he wrote a blog about the recap of the season. Yeah. Unfortunately, with the MLS, I think their playoffs are so fucked up. But single yeah. elimination, they lost to the Galaxy 2-1 to one last night, LA Galaxy. So they're officially out of the playoffs. The season's over. The tears are flying. I fucking hate L.A. sports. Why did L.A. have to knock us out? You know, it's always L.A., New York, these big cities, these big caps. 
Ibrahimovic. They're stealing players. They're cherry picking players in the Premier League. I wrote a blog about it. Fuck LA. Uh, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. But keep keep in touch, and Feast will be writing stuff about the Loons. He'll write about other Minnesota stuff. But um, next season, for all you soccer fans, uh, Zach will be keeping up with all things Loons. So just make sure you follow him um, and follow Ten Thousand Takes. And now we're going to conclude the show with our segment, Just Soda. Just kind of the random stuff happening around Minnesota. Um, did you guys have anything for anything miscellaneous? Type, yeah, uh, type something I wanted to bring up that uh, we talked about on the rundown. I think Bob was going to want to cover this because he had a lot more information about it. But they found a dead alligator floating in Prior Lake. So that's kind of fucking crazy. <sighs> Yeah, look, you know, I'm very uh, opinionated about the outdoors. Um, I had a night to sleep on it. Maybe I went a little overboard, yeah, but still, I, it's still unacceptable, I think. And look, if people just are fucking educated about the outdoors and make smart decisions, I, I don't have a problem with people fucking around. So that's all I have to say on it. Just be fucking smart people and... Just enjoy the great outdoors that Minnesota has to offer. Yeah. Yeah, I have a take on this. I actually wrote a blog about it last night. Um, apparently, you can own an alligator in the state of Minnesota if you have a permit. Why Why in the fuck is that a thing? Marcos, do you know a little bit more, Bubba? You know a little bit more about that? Because I couldn't even start to believe why that's a thing. It's, well... You is it can... for, like, zoos? So I know, I know, I don't know the gist about the permits. I know you can get permits and it's kind of a difficult process. Um, I would hope but so. Yeah. A lot of people get them for like, you know, exhibits and uh, what, like, pet, like if you go to, to schools and you bring reptiles and for smart people to do that, it's like in Florida, you know, that's why people down there have these pythons and anacondas well that's how it, these things can't live up here but i you know if you're gonna own an exotic pet like that just be responsible and you know if you want to get rid of it find somebody to that wants it don't just you know throw it in a lake and call it yeah a where it's not gonna survive exactly um i don't know anything about the permit and the owning process but i think it's for like business use, like petting zoos and exhibits, like stuff like that, myself. Yeah. So. You know, I think, and, I think we're missing one whole side of the theory here. I, what's not to say that there's 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 alligators or whatever living in Prior Lake for some shut reason? Shut the hell I mean, up, Jake! Shut that, the hell up! That crazy asshole who has the permit is <laughs> abusing it and trying to populate alligators in the state of Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to create the first first alligator population in Minnesota. Some crazy bastard in his basement, and you know. Cloning it's things. It's assholes like Jake, okay? It's assholes what? like Jake. Why? He's the, type, he's the type of guy to release a fucking exotic animal into a lake, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. That? Why would I do that? Yeah, you would. You would, because it's a funny what? little prank, you dumbass. No. <laughs> I like subtle pranks, like staring at people in public. I don't like freaking... Uh, yeah, you're a creep, a lake. you fuck. You creepy little right. bastard. No, you, know what, you know who's a creep is the girl who found the alligator. She wants to have it she wants to bring it to the taxidermy place and have it stuffed and put it in her house. What a, come on, little girl. No, that's scary. You, know, you don't do that. Yeah, so much bacteria on it and crap when she picked it up. This, like, this is gross. 
Like, what kind of seven-year-old wants... Sure I understand. Jesus, serious. Siri's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> trying to get in on the conversation. Uh, I know it's a nine-year-old kid, too. But, like, if you read the story, she just thought floating, and she just thought it was a great idea to walk right up to it and poke it with a fucking stick. Like, yeah. well, come on, that's a great way to die right there. Oh, look, an alligator. Let me pick yeah. it up. That's, like, one of those stories you hear when, like, a family goes to, like, a Disney resort in Florida, and then they don't well, come to a three-year-old. You it's guys know why alligators are normally aggressive, right? Why is that? Why? Mama said they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> water boy, anyone? Yeah, water boy. Mom is wrong again. Gatorade. But in all honesty, if, if you're the psychopath that's running around lakes in Minnesota Get throwing alligators in them, you gotta you gotta quit that. You gotta find a new hobby because that's just that ain't that. cool. <laughs> Crazy bastard. Crazy bastard. All right, well, you know, a change we're trying to make here is we're trying to make these shows a little quicker, you know, a little shorter so that, you know, they're, they're less less time-consuming for you guys to listen to. But we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Minnesota Rundown presented by 10,000 Takes. You can go to our website, www.10,000takesmn.com. That's where you'll find all of our blogs, all of our social links. Uh, for those of you on Instagram, we are 10,000 Takes. On Twitter, we're at 10,000TakesMN. Uh, you can listen to The Rundown on YouTube, on Spotify. You just search The Minnesota Rundown or 10,000Takes. And we just appreciate all the support. We're growing our number of followers. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell your fucking dog. I don't care who you tell. Let's just <laughs> spread the word, guys. So we'd like to thank you for tuning in. We hope you, you all have a great week. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.